0: Welcome to Really Old Movies, I'm your host Harrison Scullen. Today I'll be reviewing a classic David Lean film set during the heights of World War II. Starring Alec Guinness, this episode is all about the bridge on the River Kwai. So a short synopsis of the film, a group of British soldiers is brought into a Japanese prison during World War II. The Japanese can't seem to break their spirits, and the British don't take their captors very seriously. The soldiers are commissioned to create a large bridge over the river Kwai to help Japanese supplies move across their country. Hesitant at first due to Geneva Code regulations, Colonel Nicholson, played by Alec Guinness, he's able to convince the Japanese to let him and his other officers lead the men into building the bridge. An American prisoner, played by William Holden, he escapes the prison camp and he and a group of commando soldiers return back to blow the bridge up. Colonel Nicholson, blinded by his pride in the complete bridge, almost kills one of his own for the sake of the bridge. He collapses and sets off the bomb and he blows up the bridge. So that right there is the plot to the bridge on the River Kwai. Now, I've never seen this film before. This is a first time watch for me. And and I'm going to break down some elements of it that I wanted to discuss. So we'll start off with the plot itself. And what I rate it on a scale of 1 to 5. I absolutely love this plot. It was really interesting seeing the character progression. Particularly with Colonel Nicholson. At the beginning of the film, you're rooting for him because he's very stubborn he's not giving in to the Japanese he refuses to let his officers work even though the Japanese don't really care about the Geneva code he is very very stubborn and I love how he's able to make a almost a deal with them on how look you know your bridge is not getting built the way you want it to at the progression you want it to let me take care of it because my men will listen to me and he, I think he does this for two reasons. One, because I think he's tired of being trapped in that little box. He and his officers, he recognizes they'll probably die soon. But also because he knows that if he helps build up the morale of the men, they'll be a lot more happy. And they won't be as doom and gloom as he is, I think, deep inside. And And just the rest of the film, his... His character progresses and changes in so many different ways. Um, You know, in the middle of the film, when they're building the bridge, he's back as a commanding officer, and then by the end of the film, he's almost like a villain, and you almost hate him. But it's really difficult because you liked him so much in the beginning and the middle of it, that by the end when he almost kills one of his own soldiers for the sake of the bridge, and then you know, the famous scene, what have I done? You know, he he recognizes what he did and he decides to, to let go of his pride and just kind of stunned, he collapses and blows up the bridge, you know? What better person than the one who's obsessed with it and who wants to keep it built? So, yeah, I, I think he has great character progression and same with Saito, he's the... Colonel for the Japanese side, he has a very interesting um development as well. He starts out being very stern, very strict of a of a prison camp owner as a warden, I guess. And by the end of it he's um he's kinda softened down, you know, recognizing that if he doesn't get this bridge built, he'll have to do the um dishonorable suicide that the Japanese soldiers would do back in World War Two. So it was very interesting seeing his development as well. Now, the reason why I won't give this a perfect score is because of the character of Shears, played by William Holden. Um, I'm not a huge fan of his. The only other film I've seen him in has been uh, Sunset Boulevard. I think he could be pretty annoying at times, especially in this film. At the beginning, he's just constantly saying, Oh, you'll never get out of here. Oh, This is a terrible situation or whatever it was. He was just completely a Debbie Downer and really hard to like him. And on top of that, he, we find out he actually stole the uniform he's wearing. He's not even an officer. He's just a a private and he's a really hard character to like. And then at the end of the film, when he dies, you don't really feel anything for him. You're like, well, I didn't like him, so I don't really care that he's dead. And maybe that's just the way they designed the character to be unlikable and whatnot. But yeah, I had a hard time liking him. And yeah, I... So I I wasn't devastated when he died, which sounds terrible, but I really wasn't. And also, they shoehorned in this whole sequence with him going to the, the British camp. And he has like a girlfriend and stuff. And it's... It's not necessary and come to find out the executives just wanted that scene to Just to add it into it And it's totally not necessary at all it it had nothing to do with the plot So yeah As a result of that I give the plot a four and a half out of five That's why I don't give it a perfect score Mainly because of William Holden's character Shears All right So now we'll get into acting and discussing the techniques and just the actors in general and how good of a job they did, according to my opinions. So I think it's really good, especially with Saito and Alec Guinness. Again, I think they're the best characters in the film and definitely the highlight of it. You know, every scene they end, they totally steal the show and are really powerful and have a really good, uh, almost frenemies type of relationship. I think, I think they did some really well acting there. Uh, With Alec Guinness and Susui Hayakawa I don't know how to really pronounce his name He's the Colonel Saito And once again, those shears I really thought he was a weak character I think William Holden was Kind of hamming it up too much And if they were really trying to have him Sell the movie for America It wasn't doing a very good job Because it didn't paint American soldiers In a very good light And again, he's the only soldier and he kind of seems like a deserter anyway. So maybe it's more realistic. I don't know. But he didn't, he didn't sell it for me. So because of that, because he's a big portion of the film, I give it a four out of five for acting, but once again, Alec Guinness and Susui Hayakawa, they're really good in this one. All right. Now the directing. So like I said earlier, this is directed by David Lean he's now becoming one of my favorite directors uh the only other film i've seen by him is lawrence of arabia and that movie is beautifully shot this one is too um the really wide angle shots of the bridge and throughout the jungle i think are some of the best pieces of cinema i've seen and they're just beautiful and you really can tell that they were in the jungle it wasn't like they're in a studio lot in warner brothers or columbia or wherever it was they were really there they were really in the jungle they may have not been at the real bridge Kauai, but they were definitely out in the jungle getting sunburned you know building bridges like yeah they they really put all that together and uh the scenes in particular i think david lean directed the best were the interactions between uh Colonel Nicholson and Colonel Saito and he he was really spot on in picking these rivals you know uh, Colonel Nicholson is a constant thorn in the side of Colonel Saito and really cool that they were picked for these roles because I think they were born for them and so as a result of this because of how beautiful it is um, and I think the scenes were pretty well executed I give it a 5 out of 5 And uh Now we'll move on to cinematography Which I kind of touched on a little bit But Just the fact that they were willing to, to shed blood sweat and tears In the actual jungle And they were able to capture That stress and that Um that toughness <clears throat> to me really shows how dedicated these actors were and how dedicated the cinematographers were too it's a beautifully shot film and i watched it on uh, 4k with the hdr color range and it is beautiful on this disc i think this is probably as close as we're going to get to the original uh negative of it it may be the original negative i'm not entirely sure but Yeah the the cinematography is just gorgeous and I for that alone I recommend watching the film but there's a lot of great things in it too so as a result I give the cinematography a five out of five. Now the final thing I'm going to break down is the music. Um, To me the musical score was pretty weak and I won't give it too low of a score because I do really like the whistling of Colonel Bogey or Hitler only had one ball, depending who you ask. Uh, <laughs> I think they use it as a great plot device because at the beginning of the film, the soldiers, they have high morale. They don't care that they're in prison. They're, they don't care about the Japanese at all. Um, it's really awesome. But then when they kind of get beaten down with the blazing sun and all the hard work they have to do that morale kind of dips down and then by the end of the film though when the bridge is totally completed uh that morale is brought right back up and just due to Colonel Nicholson he's a great leader and they're able to whistle that song again as they're exiting and leaving crossing the bridge um showing that morale is back up again they they're back to what they were before they're in prison. And I, I really like that use of it. Uh, other than that though, you could really tell that the the musical score was rushed. Even the composer himself said he, it's the worst job he's ever done. He only had like two weeks to put it together. And it really shows and I don't think the music was that interesting or that different. Which is sad. I I wish it could have been a really good score. This type of movie deserves a really good, powerful score. Which I just don't think it had. But I did like, though, there were scenes they didn't use use music in. uh, Such as when there's a Japanese soldier who spots the commandos and he starts running back to the camp. And it's a very tense moment of the commandos running through the jungle to chase him and kill him. So, there definitely are moments where music is not needed. and uh, So, overall though, I, I like the Colonel Bogey or Hitler Has Only One Ball song. I think that was really good. And because uh, of that, I give it a 3 out of 5. And, yeah, those are the points I want to break down with this movie. So, the final Letterboxd score overall... Uh, I averaged it out to 4.3 out of 5, but you know Letterbox doesn't do point threes, point fours. The closest score is a four out of five, so four out of five stars film. So overall, I love this film. I highly recommend checking it out. <clears throat> Again, uh, Alec Guinness I think is the biggest highlight of the film. This really skyrocketed his career and brought him into the limelight. And uh, if you're just a curious Star Wars fan wanting to see Obi-Wan's other works, you'll be very thoroughly surprised. This is a way different role than we, what you see him as in Star Wars. He's not the wise old man. He's actually kind of the uh, almost rebellious, but not really. Because <clears throat> he has his own morals and his own rules that he sticks to. And he's a good leader. I think he's very comparable to any general or any other leader like that. And I'm very certain that many generals in World War II were like this character. Although he's a colonel, I should say. But nevertheless, he's great. I really recommend it, even if you just want to see him. Um, really good, really superb acting on his part and on Susui Hayakawa as the... Colonel Saito he was the best Japanese character. you don't really see the other ones as much they're kind of just background characters he is definitely the the Japanese star of the film and it it was really interesting just in general seeing a World War II film you know knowing that the actual war itself was only was less than 10 years you know before. This film, so it's fresh on people's minds, and it totally makes sense why it's a major success because people really related to it, and uh, even though it's about British soldiers, I think a, a lot of Americans really resonated with it too. It kind of shows the, you know, the tough, uh, stick up, stick it to the man's spirit that there was during World War Two, and uh, yeah, overall. I love this film. I'm definitely gonna watch it again, and I really recommend checking it out on 4K Blu-ray. I think that's the best way to watch it right now, and uh, totally worth it. It's I think only like twenty dollars on Amazon right now, and uh, I've provided a picture of what it looks like, the one I have in uh, in on my Instagram page. So yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to the very first episode of Really Old Movies. And uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Really Old Movies and on Facebook at Really Old Movies. And this podcast will be released weekly Fridays at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So make sure to check out for that. And uh, every Monday through Saturday, I post a social media post that has some behind the scenes and Really cool insights into the week's film. So once again, thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, this has been Harrison Scullen for Really Old Movies. Take care, everyone.